Hey, I'm Des Money. And I'm Jesse Money. And, and you're, you're watching, watching CMS TV. How many times have you lied and left me high and dry? With all the tears that I've cried, you left me wondering why. back right here on Chris Aiken Presents. That was uh, an artist named Brandon Paul. The name of that song was High and Dry. And um, joining us now on Chris Aiken Presents, the one and only Mr. Brandon Paul. Brandon, how are you, man? Good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Stole my guitar for your video. <laughs> oh, it's a green guitar, so it doesn't even work on our green, on my green yeah, screen. His work. <laughs> his doesn't, Eric. <laughs> it's just the cast of the love boat on here. That's right. <laughs> well, Brandon, nice to meet you, man. Um, been enjoying um, your work online as best I know it. You know, Eric, Eric hit me up, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, and he's like, dude, we got to get this guy on. You know, he's a friend, and he plays the same Charvel as I do, and blah, 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 blah. But this guy can fucking play. And I was like, okay, sold. I went, I looked up some videos and, and I was like, yeah, you can really play. You're not just like, you know, all you guitar players think that, that each other can play. And that's <laughs> fine. As guitar players, I get that you appreciate it. Cause that's what you do. I can't play a lick of guitar, which means I'm way more critical of it because I, I start every argument with, Oh, these fucking guys, they could do something I can't do, you know? <laughs> so I'm more critical. I went out and I watched a bunch of your videos and not so much your music. Your music is cool, but some of the cover stuff that you do is really difficult to play. Like some of the Van Halen pound cake stuff and stuff. That I, I saw found that you were doing Van Halen pound cake. You actually had drill the drill and you nailed the whole <laughs> like this was at the ultimate jam night right yeah thank you so much eric i appreciate yeah. that yeah i used the i tried to use the drill the best i could it's i guess eddie had one that was specifically in the same key as the song the uh, one i had was in a totally different key it actually sounded more like a like a dental Thing. like yeah. <laughs> right. so to my i ear, love I'm that like, song and I, I it sounded like you did it to me to my ears it worked it sounded good I the mean, hardest thing cool. is just getting it out of the way right in time to nail the, the first chord right you, well you did i'd say in the solo too i there i practiced really hard to you got to grab the drill and then do it on a lick put it back and then a couple more bars and then he did it again during the solo right. So in the video, I was trying to get to it, but it was like misplaced. So that's why I was like kind of struggling. <laughs> Did you ever see the the MTV Video Music Awards that where he yeah. comes out and, and he had to pull that off? They like opened the sh the awards with that. And yeah. he had to do that. He had to stash it, I think, on the drum riser, maybe. Yeah, it's so good. And that, that was the video I was watching while I was practicing at home. I, I'm a little obsessive. So I actually, 
I, I put a chair down in my house and then another chair with the drill. So I would mimic grabbing <laughs> right. it, trying to like practice that. And it, it still didn't really work. But yeah. Will's uh, having I, Eddie's guitar. Was that yours or is that, did the, was that there or what? Yeah. I, 51, I, uh, guitar? I have one of the, uh, the Frankenstrats. Yeah. The one that uh, EBH came out with last year. Nice. Nice. Well, I, I think it's safe to say it, it, just doing anything like that, it reminds you real quick why Eddie Van Halen was the, the greatest because my goodness, he did a lot of things that, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, again, a lot of people that don't play guitar just looked at that whole thing with the driller. They look at like another, another little gimmicky thing I'll point to like the beginning of uh, green tinted sixties mind, the Mr. Big song where Gilbert, recorded the whole thing backwards and then re-engineered it like wow. he played it one way but then he flipped it so that it came out the right way that you hear it on the album it's actually playing in reverse and you know y'all are way too smart <laughs> i'm not as smart as paul gilbert that's for sure <laughs> but yeah he's he's incredible i love paul gilbert Nice. Who got you started playing guitar? Bring us back to what what made you interested in playing and how you got your first guitar. And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it started in high school for me. Um, one of the only friends that I had actually at the time, uh, sophomore year, junior year, he uh, started playing guitar and he was really into like power metal. So it was more like uh, Gamma Ray symphony x um halloween halloween yeah a lot of kai hansen uh, a lot of those bands from okay. the european side that's what kind of got me started and then some Ingve, and shortly after randy rhodes the aussie guitar players <laughs> van halen actually kind of came a little bit later i mean i my dad introduced me to van halen when i was really young but i didn't really process it as like a you know a musician i was just kind of some kid who heard it but it stuck with me um, and, uh, so yeah, Van Halen came a little bit later, started with the power metal guys. Then it went more progressive metal. I think from there, it just kind of weaned into more blues and, you know, BB King clapped in and more of that soulful kind of a stuff. And yeah, I mean, that's, it, the start it, of it. is that because of your personal taste or is that because that's what feels in the groove for you as a player? I would say both. Definitely. Yeah, I, I like I like everything. I honestly I respect just about all styles of music. Um, I have a pretty open palette when it comes to listening to music. In fact, I don't really even listen to a lot of rock as much because I'm playing it so much. I personally like R and B, soul. I like a lot okay. of Motown. Yeah, this these are the artists that I'm mainly into. I just don't really play it much. Everybody sees me play, <laughs> you know, rock or shred, but I like everything. Sure. Now, for for you, Brandon, you know, um, and and we haven't really dug into your whole career, but to share a little bit, you 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 spend the bulk of your time. You're a teacher, as well as you play in in some really kick ass cover bands as well. Talk about the decision. I want to start with the cover bands because you're one of these guys. You're certainly on a talent level that there should be you building three guys around you and writing original mu music. That being said, I certainly understand the economics of today's world where you could slog it out for five years and not make it. Even if the music's good, just because of that versus you can go play pour some sugar on me and you could have 300 people 
in front of you tomorrow. And he's gone to some really cool places already. I mean, for what I can see on your Facebook, yeah, uh, you've gone on what uh, played festivals in other countries, Mexico, and yep, just last year, yeah, with the Icons of Rock Band, which is based around these five uh, awesome legendary singers. We played in Bolivia a couple dates, uh, Mexico. We played in Panama. And yes, I know the next question. We played Panama and Panama. Don't worry. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, right. And then, uh, yeah, next month we're playing in Mexico twice again in two different places as well. It's so awesome there. Where, where, do you know where you're going to be? What cities? Uh, yeah, so one of them is Mexico City. We're playing right. uh, that this CDMX Arena. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of it. It's a really beautiful arena um and the first one we're going to i'm spacing i gotta look at the thing i got a lot of dates next month right so i'm kind of it's such a different vibe there i mean i've i've played the pepsi center with piercy in mexico city and it's a trip that you know where the people live is kind of like in on in star wars on (laughs) with tatooine tatooine yeah yeah it's kind of like tatooine there like they're like sand huts right like i had to score some weed and i had to like (laughs) had some guy like take me into the city i thought i was gonna get kidnapped or something and they like took me up into this like tatooine area (laughs) that i gave the guy like 20 american dollars and he gave me like a pound of (laughs) mexican weed like way more (laughs) weed than i did i knew what to do with it i was like what the fuck am i gonna do with all this i kind of brought it back stashed it threw it away like i oh man it was terrible but anyways Back to you, Brandon. That's a good story. <laughs> nice. Well, what I wanted to know, Brandon, is for you, you know, you're a creative guy, obviously. You know, do you do you like playing in the cover bands versus doing your own original stuff? Or is it a means to an end for you? Uh, well, I mean, I do enjoy it a lot. Uh, for me, it's kind of uh, a, a three-headed monster. I look at it this way nowadays, where... I have the hired gun thing, which right now currently is the icons of rock, Lizzie Borden, Jesse Money, who I saw that you had on yeah, there. Yeah, right. I'm playing with, we're doing Arizona Bike Week uh, in a couple okay. weeks. Okay, Jesse. And then I have the, some tribute stuff, the Pyromania, which is good for some regular work and some really cool shows. Actually, that's, I think, where I first met Eric was Monsters on the Mountain last right. year or whatever. Um, and so I saw that, you the other night when you came to our, our show and was it Montclair or? Yeah. Uh, no, that was in Agora. Agora. Okay. And I saw you and that's when I was like, you know what? I have to have him. Cause you're so nice to all the old timers like me and <laughs> my predecessors, like for a young guy, sometimes they don't want to have anything to do with uh, yeah, the older I've, guitarists, I've but you've always been so guys, cool to yeah. us. Thanks man. Yeah. I respect yeah. your playing a lot and you know, your experience you've, you've done so much. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I love the hired gun work. I think it's a lot of fun. I remember when I first started playing, truthfully, I just wanted to play. I wanted to be in Ozzy's band. I actually was so set on that. I thought that I was going to end up in his band just because I was naive and, you know, that's all I wanted. Um, right. But so I love the hired gun work. I have a lot of my own music. I have a couple albums out. I have singles out. I'm certainly spending more time on my vocals and lessons and writing and writing i've just found that it's so hard to like make something out of it as Mm -hmm. an original 
as an original artist. I mean, it's been, it's been really challenging. Right. Well, and, and it's the, the reason it's hard is because we're, we're for lack of a better term, we're stuck in the nostalgia world. Now, everybody right. just wants to hear what they already know. You know, you know, I mean, I, I say this to Eric all the time with his work, you know, the view to a thrill and smash are two great Stephen Piercy records. And when you go to the gigs, what are people yelling round and round? You know, that's, that's what they want to hear. You right. know, it's, it, it, and it's unfortunate because I think I personally think that people are missing out on a lot of great music and, and we can kind of lead to this. I think they're also missing out on guys like you putting your focus into new music because it's just not commercially viable or at a minimum, it's commercially risky. You know, you don't want to lose your place. You don't want to lose your, your car, you know, for the, for the desire to make that one song that may or may never hit. Right. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you, I'm in my early thirties now and all through my 20s, I only was in original bands. Mm -hmm. I, had, I was in a couple original bands that I just stuck to through the drama, sure. through the, the no pay, the loss of pay, driving to this state, driving to that state, playing for 10 people. And I mean, it just more and more, I thought, well, I can deliver. So let me go and at least get hired and make a living out of this. And sure. I think just more and more, it's kind of gone a little bit more. In recent years, I've you know spent more time on my original music, like I said, with vocals and doing the guitar player singer thing. But even so, I mean, it's been just so challenging to get people to pay attention. I've, I've had a couple managers. I've tried as much as I can. You know, there's been some independent deals that have kind of been thrown my way, but a lot of stuff just doesn't seem to make as much sense. And... Mm -hmm. Not sure where I'm going with this one, but just know that if in a perfect world, I would be out there just doing my own thing, singing sure. and playing my own music. If I knew that I could at least do better than breaking even, even, but it seems yeah. like that's really hard to even. Do. Uh, it's, it's almost impossible. You know, I, I mean, I, I know a lot mm -hmm. of young bands like, uh, you know, I, we talk all the time about this um, all female group plush that I'm, I'm right. friendly with uh, Mariah, the singer. And I mean, they went out last year. I mean, as a brand new band, they got an incredible amount of tours. They toured with Alice in Chains. They toured with uh, Wolfie Van Halen. They toured with Slash. They toured with Seven Dust. I mean, back to back to back to back to back, this young band, very young band. And that's when you hear that, that's like, that's fucking amazing. Right. And yet when you go to look at their Spotify numbers, it's 6,000, 7,000 plays a song. And it's like, mm -hmm. and this is after playing probably in front of a hundred thousand people with mainstream bands it is it's just, we're in such a weird time where the old people have decided that they're done growing and the new people are more looking for 30 second clips on TikTok. Well, Chris, hold on a second right there because right. I, what was really interesting before you know, Brandon and I connected on social media. Yeah. He was appearing in my feeds all the time. Cause right. like Facebook has the shorts and the reels and stuff. And no kidding. Brandon was showing up and, and it, and it says how many views are on there. And it would be like 500,000 views, 1.1 million views. And it's like, 
him just doing a little noodling on guitar, like showing you how to play just a quick snippet of, of a famous song. And he just gets up in the camera. He's like, what on do? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty phenomenal because I mean Chris and I are a little jealous because we feel like we've been shadow banned with our show. You know what I mean? Like, in fact, <laughs> okay. if you could believe this today, I'm like, I was looking for the link to our show on YouTube, and obviously, I was a, one of the subscribers. I was kicked off as a subscriber. Like, who, <laughs> who did that? It's my, it's our show. Yeah. I had to like resubscribe to our show, so I wouldn't even believe the numbers you see on Chris Aiken presents. We're also on the CMS. Uh, network which has right. you know thousands of subscribers fortunately right, and i was Amazon still and whatnot but right yeah we're in other places yeah. just in case we you know they're messing with us but tell me how you achieved getting is it because what you do is just music and it's instructional so they push it more or like how does it work man uh you know a not so long-winded answer because i i am pretty obsessive about things that i want to do in life and this is one thing I've been heavily obsessive about is trying to build social media for various purposes. And mm. I think it comes down to just what's trending. I don't think it's about how good someone is, although that can play a part in capturing people's attention. I think it's more about what people are giving away for free, unfortunately. And maybe this right. actually all ties into why original music has very little value now. I think everyone's looking for that quick, sort of uh, free content. So teaching mm -hmm. and education on there is a, it's a form of that. And then, right. you know, maybe me nailing a Van Halen solo because Van Halen's Van Halen. That's right. also, <laughs> you know, probably like a big aspect. But the moment I post some of my own stuff, believe me, it doesn't do as well. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, I don't know, six months ago or so, I had Nick Nocturnal, who I'm going to guess you're probably familiar with as a guitar player. Maybe not, but he's a... He's kind of the same as you social media wise, except he focuses only on new metal, new metal okay. and new metal guitar. And he has like, same as you, every time he puts out a video, he's reaching half a country's worth of people. You know, oh, wow. he's reaching, you know, 1.3 million, 5 million, you know, he, wow. huge numbers. And, and I asked him at one point, and I mean, he's an amazing one. One of the things that he does is he'll get, some some new metal band will put out a new song and he'll immediately that day he'll put out well here's how you play it he's one of those guys that could just look at it and go okay then and he'll just do it he'll put out a, a short or a little short three minute video of it crazy amount of numbers so i asked him at one point i was like dude why don't you do a band and he's like why would i do a band you know he, he can reach more people and have more impact sharing what his skill is without all of the hassle of getting together with guys, getting rehearsal spaces, slugging it out for a hundred first 50 people, then a hundred, then 200 right. for five years. He could do it all in the instant. Are you kind of feeling, feeling some of that yourself? Uh, well, I mean, I recognize that's a possibility. I've built a pretty sound teaching business online from sure. that. And that I make more money just between all of us teaching than I do in any band that I'm in. And, you know, I see social media as a vehicle to do that, but I don't, I don't, uh, like, that's not what fulfills me is the numbers on social media. Mm -hmm. I would rather be 
you know, out there like Eric and everyone playing in these bands that I love and playing sure. the music live. I'm even willing to take less pay for some of that to go do it because that's what fulfills for right. the adventure. Yeah. I mean, I'm more, I'm more old school like that, even though my numbers here and there might say otherwise, or might maybe people would see something else. No, I'm into uh, the old school method and I'd much rather be out there playing Sure. And, and going going about it that way but I, and you're I'm doing also- it you're doing it right in my opinion <clears throat> i mean i was always considered for many years as just being the hired gun and piercy's band and technically i still am if you if, if a promoter hires stephen piercy i don't have anything to do with that contract on there i had a lot to do with this his solo records and i you know that reflects in the writing uh credits but it's same thing it's a it's a hired gun gig and through my years of hanging in there my fee you know, rose up over time, but I mean, I, this is over a 20 year period and you're already, you know, on your way working with these bands that are going to other countries and probably getting paid pretty well to do it. They can afford to pay you a fair uh, salary. So you are out doing it. And the longer you're out there, the more people get used to seeing you. And then uh, when your name comes up for a gig with a national artist, be like, you know, Brandon Paul. Oh yeah. Brandon. That's right. Mm -hmm. He has his shit together. He's, he's dependable. He's been, he's been out with these bands we see for years. He's a safe bet. And not only that, but let's be real honest about it. What is the first thing these guys do, do look for now? They go to the social media right? and they'll see, they'll see, you know, a million followers or 500,000 followers or whatnot. They'll be like, this guy's going to add value to my band. You know, I mean, I mean, honestly, you, Brandon Paul, you have more followers than a lot of national bands that we can name. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I thank you, Eric, for that great advice, by the way. That was really sound what you said. I'm definitely going to think more about that. That means a lot. I don't know. You know, when it comes to the follower thing, like I said earlier, a lot of it is very if you focus on what's trending, I think, and kind of move along in that realm, you could probably simply do the same. Again, I unfortunately, I don't think the predominant factor of success in a follower ratio is based on how good you are, per se, sure. or like how long you've been, you know what I mean? I think it's more or less like just what's happening right then and there. Like when Reels came out, nobody wanted to post Reels, but the ones who did, got all the views and, and mm-hmm. got ahead of the curve because TikTok is competing with Instagram. So that's right. the short form content and great lighting, these things actually matter more than how well you play the band sure. solo. I mean, that's just kind of icing on the cake, you know? Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very failed drummer back in the day. I was, <laughs> I was not good at it. I, I did it. I, I played drums and but i but i sucked and i know it and that's why i don't play an instrument anymore because i i did not have that skill that being said i get fed on on um youtube all the time the shorts drummer after drummer after drummer after drummer young drummers very young you know 18 19 20 15 that are doing it, which to me is fantastic. Because Chris likes the girl ones. Yeah, I a do girl like one the, on the last week you brought on. <laughs> I, I she was okay, much, but she dropped I, her stick like at yeah, the end of the class. I, okay. <laughs> I like what well, I do like the girl drummers, but my point though is that I feel like what it's creating is in large part not necessarily great for the 
for the music business because all of these drummers, they're just playing other people's stuff. I get right. a ton of Limp Biscuit. For some reason, Limp Biscuit seems to be what all the 20-year-olds mm. use as their their drumming chop for their I guess because mm. it's funky and it's fun and they can twirl their sticks and whatnot. So, you know, I see that constantly, but I don't see these drummers growing into their own music. I, I don't get a ton of guitar ones. So you do do guitar ones. What do, what are you seeing? Are you seeing that people are not being as creative or do you think that's just what they're putting on, on YouTube or reels and they actually are creative away from it? No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think you nailed it. it most people, I would, I'd say 80 to 90% of the content creators are definitely recycling a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's more or less just that. And mm -hmm. a lot of the guys, the Instagram guitar players that have a million followers or the girls that have 500,000 followers playing some of these solos wrong, they're not even <laughs> in any bands and they're not going to get a call more than likely right. from me or Eric or somebody to sub or do some, you know, they're not going to be referred, but I do think it is bad ultimately for, I can't, I don't want to say the music business cause that's very general, but I do think it, it's, it goes along in that discussion of diminishing the value of uh, what some of these other aspects are, which you know, maybe hard work on the instrument, creation, mm -hmm. originality. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, because there are people on Instagram or on social media that, you know, they have their own creative ways of catching you on Instagram. I've been sure. seeing where they'll like run into the camera from the side and then they'll, or they'll have like the piece of paper up that has the lettering on it. Like, I'm not saying that level of creativity. I'm talking about what you're talking about where, mm -hmm you sit and you and you really go in the trenches and you dig and you find that song and that lyric or you go and you you shed the guitar and you try to perfect that D Martini solo cuz you know when you go play that live that you got the juice behind your fingers right. you know what I mean I don't know that any of most of these people on Instagram are thinking like that at all right right on man well yeah. they also have to you know connect with with you with your face which you have a great face uh yeah i know you have a lot of female fans you're kind of like a young don johnson i mean that doesn't that doesn't hurt we got crockett yeah, over here i've heard i've heard a yeah, yeah, young peter north i've heard a few things so. peter <laughs> just from the waist down yeah. uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> well well brandon i i actually want to go back you're you're what you're in your early 30s correct Yes. I was surprised to hear that. I thought you were even younger than that. So so you're holding up well. I could tell you don't partake in the hard drugs. That's good. <laughs> nah, I've never been into any of that, man. I'll good. have a drink every now and then just to socialize, but I try to stay focused. Way to sure. go. Way to go. Now, you're right in the age group that I want to talk about. <clears throat> I have sworn for years that the biggest detriment to music creativity was Guitar Hero. I just think that it, it, I think now, 20 years later, we're paying for it because there's not a lot of Brandon Pauls out there that can play. And I think it's a, in very large part because at the age that people, I'm 54, and at the, when I was 17, 18, 15, 
we picked up a guitar, we picked up a drum set, or we picked up a bass or whatever and learned. None of these kids that are your age are not none, but most of them did not. They picked up a plastic guitar with four colored buttons on it and thought they were playing Megadeth's Rust in Peace or whatever. <laughs> they because were they could, annoying as hell. I'd see yeah. those bastards in the department store. They would actually have yeah. a crowd of people around. I'm just amazed by them. They're them playing the stupid four keys. Yeah. In there. But I think it hurt us because now you don't have as many players. So we've lost a lot of creative minds that may have potentially created some good music. And I think, and again, tell me if you think any of this is crazy, but I think the reason rock went out of style was because we didn't raise the next generation to be creating and playing and learning. I mean, if you look at everything that's going on now, rock's not on the radio anymore. Right. When you see tour stuff, half the bands are playing to tracks. They're not really playing They're guitar right. heroing. I think you're really seeing the, the, you know, the, the kind of culmination the repercussions. of the, the, yeah, the repercussions, the repercussions of dumbing of, down guitar to four colored well, buttons. Well, and not only guitar, <laughs> I mean, we're seeing guitar hero, but there was also rock band. That was the subsequent guitar hero that had the drum kit and you didn't oh have to God. learn that how was to play a piece of shit. But you didn't have to learn how to play drums either. You just had to go red drum, blue drum, green drum. You had to be a midget to play it. What do you even do with that thing? It was like, it was like know, Stonehenge but, and uh, Spinal Tap. But again, I, I just go to the point, where is all the creativity now? Where is this generation's Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, um, John Bonham? Yeah. Well, Where's the next Eric Ferentinos? We're looking for him. Well, uh, I'm halfway there. <laughs> He's got the guitar, man. And, and I don't know about you, but I put a German Floyd on it. You so. did. I was going to ask you about that real quirk. So is, did you have to do any further augmentations to the body of the guitar to slap that in, or was it just a matter no, of buying it? I just, it right yeah, I, that's exactly it. I had to throw a spring, I think, an extra spring in the back just for some looser tension because I like the bar to be. I have three I, springs on there. Oh, Okay. Johnny Monaco had pointed out to me too. Uh, he told me to try just putting them straight instead of how most people do a triangle. You know, they'll take mm -hmm. like one going up the middle spring and then the other two springs kind of to form a triangle going down is how they set up most of the Floyd guitars. But he he's he does it straight away. And then I looked at Eddie Van Halen and he also used to, to have it straight too. If mm. you look at a, a, a picture. He did, yeah. Yeah, mine are uh, in the triangle fashion on that guitar. Right, because you're in the Illuminati. <laughs> Basically. That's right. Well, Brandon, we, we've, we've kind of touched on it, but we haven't really dug into it. Talk about your teaching um, operation. Um, it, I, I, and, I, and I know a little bit about this because I set up um, – I built um, John Levin teaches guitar from Dokken and I yeah, built his, and I built that site for him. Like he and I worked for uh, six nice. months and built it. And we worked tirelessly on recording all his riffs and putting them into different level. I mean, we spent a lot of time, so I know sort of how it works, but for you, you know, explain how your guitar teaching works and who you basically teach. And if people wanted to, learn to play guitar young or old what they would do to to you know hire you oh okay yeah i'd love to 
And John Levin, he's a great friend of mine. Uh, I, I actually created his Facebook fan page. Okay. Very simple. You you did much more intricate work. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so, yeah, John's great, man. I, yeah. I miss the guy. I haven't talked to him in a while. I, did, I didn't get a chance to answer your other question about okay. rock band and all yeah, that. Yeah, go ahead. I don't, Go ahead. You you nailed it, man. Both of you guys. Like, I don't really know where any of it's going either. It's been very frustrating for me too because I'm also, like you said, I'm kind of in this generation, and I don't identify as well with a lot of folks my age or a few. You're an old school, Brandon. I do feel that I am, you know, and it's been kind of tricky to to fit in and very isolated feeling in a way. Um, But I do think, you know, like this stuff has happened a lot in life where, you know, I mean, we, we had rock band or uh, rock band and then, um, you know, uh, guitar hero and other things in life where that's happened too, where it's like Napster. It was kind of a, yeah. the beginning, the beginning of the end with streaming music and Spotify and stuff. So I'm not really sure where it's going. I agree with both of you on that. And I do think it's kind of sad in that sense, not to end that on a, negative no, note but that's the reality yeah. you gotta roll with the changes you know and you're doing a good job like i i'm just you know this being chris's co-host kind of fell into my lap from doing a few interviews but i remember uh having anxiety just being a phone in on the classic metal show let alone showing my face being an old timer I'm not used to like streaming like the young people are today. They've been doing this the whole time with their selfies where I was already in my forties by the time that technology came out. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to show my face. You know, know, and now I I had to overcome a lot just to be on this show, but you're like way ahead of the game as far as having yourself out there. And that's going to be a huge difference where I don't think that they're all going to put in uh, the focus that you have into having all your socials, on point and everything you put in your teaching and videos out there. Sure. I appreciate that. And I do think on a side note too, with that whole guitar hero thing that we're talking about, I will say that I do think some of the, there are some guys that are pushing the boundaries of guitar. Like if you look at the Polyphia guys, they're right. kind of in that zone where they're, it's hyper technical metal and it mm-hmm. may not be a lot of our taste. It's not particularly mm-hmm. my taste, but it's definitely, I can respect how they're taking uh, the shredder thing to a whole new level of like hyper chops. And mm-hmm. so I, I do think there is some evolution that's naturally been had in that regard, but as far as mainstream goes, you're hundred percent right. I don't know when that'll come back or the next right Jimmy page. Um, sure. There may yeah, not be one. There may not be one. I don't know if there will. I mean, and if there, and if it does, it'll come back in a, <laughs> A, a weird way. I mean, the Greta Van Fleet example. Uh, thank you. Know, I was just going to say yeah. that. I didn't want to interrupt, but I mean, come yeah. on. That kid is the best Jimmy Page tone-wise player I've ever heard, and he's super young. Well, I mean, the whole the whole band is very regurgitated Zeppelin style, and right. that's, you know, I, I can't I can't speak on it. I don't have all their records, so I don't want to, like, just, you know, classify them. But what I do right. hear and what I've seen seems to be, like, pretty much in the zeppelin realm sure uh, yeah and there, and bands, from them. well there's bands that are like that and, and to be and i love them you know greta van fleet love them uh dirty honey is one of my absolute favorite bands i love them they're great um you know jo- uh, joyous wolf another band yeah. great band um that, that and 
And, and so I'm not, I'm, what I'm about to say is not to be insulting to them because I really, really am a fan of them. The problem is, again, going back to the creativity, they're playing old style music, which is going to play well to a 54 year old guy. It's not going to play well to a 19 year old kid. That's like, that's my dad's music. Mm. You know, they, they don't, they don't hear. What about the weekend hear. though? Like I was, I, I just mentioned that, you know, the weekends concert specials have been on TV a lot, Hulu, these places. Uh, now his music is very eighties, you know, it's got yeah. down to the cheesy drum machine mm. from, you know, it's almost got like a take on me. Aha. Uh-huh. Like know? a new, like a new wave kind of a sound. Right. Mm-hmm. New wave, but it's cyclical <laughs> in the sense that here they're going back 40 years. Like and Brandon made, uh, mentioned this earlier when things are just happen to be hot right now and when you go back oh right now this sort of uh you know post-punk uh new wave era is kind of hot again from the early 80s and so mm-hmm. all of a sudden anybody sounding like that or having the fashion like that's getting pushed and the kids yeah, but- like it. it doesn't take much to turn kids on to something i don't know i i still think though that's all gimmick and it's not going to make a movement that's i mean you can go back 20 years to puff daddy with with jimmy page you can go to the super bowl three weeks ago or whenever the super bowl was with right. nuno Betancourt playing for rihanna you right. know i mean you can is Nuno Betancourt's music going to become huge again if for the 19-year-old kids? No. no. It's it's a gimmick that works for Rihanna, but it's if Rihanna did all 80s metal-sounding guitar licks in her music, she would fall. Depending. Yeah. I mean, you might be right. I don't know. I mean, it's possible you know they could make it trendy they could they could maybe but maybe it's never happened i thought demi lovato was going to go that direction and then she got nita strauss from alice cooper's band uh in there on guitar that was kind of short-lived but she was going to throw down some guitar stuff in her pop music i was actually like interested to see where she was going to go with that because it wasn't bad or anything and um then all of a sudden she just disappeared and now Nita's back with Brandon. Us. You could go and yeah. join Demi Lovato. There's an opening. Yeah, look, man, I'm open to anything. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you have to be non-binary though, so you can be. You can't no, be Brandon yeah, the true. man. I don't you know. I'm kidding. Eric's got me figured out. Um, <laughs> there was something a while ago too. Not to digress on that, but I'll, p- I'll piggyback on what you're saying. Is that Metallica Lady Gaga collaboration? Right. Yeah. That, that was cool. Like I could see, and she's got, she's always had like metal. Guitar oh yeah. She's, she's band. got that. Mm-hmm. Um, what so, about, yeah. you know, I, I think it'd be cool. I thought of doing this myself, like interjecting guitar into these tracks that don't have it, I'm gonna you do know, it. doing, doing videos like that, where you're actually like, you know what? F this man, I'm gonna sh- this could have guitar, check it out. And you actually like make the guitar work in it. Like I've thought of doing some stuff like that. Maybe now that better. would have some social media possibilities there yeah if you go look at mateus asado he's basically he's done a lot of that he's done it more of more of like a uh not a pop fashion but a clean channel he has some distorted ripping shit too he's a virtuoso but he's definitely taken like hot songs and then he's like played the melody at the same time and added like beautiful licks double stops and all kinds of stuff so you should check him out he's he's good at doing that yeah definitely well, dude, let me swing it back to, I know we asked the question 10 minutes ago, but let's swing it back to your teaching. Cause that's, 
you know, certainly we want to promote that. Um, Thank you. Start with who are the people that are doing it? Is it kids? Is it old guys? Is it a little of everything? Who, who comes to you to learn to play guitar? Yeah, the simple answer is everybody. The long-winded answer is that I've been teaching, you know, since I was 20, 21. I've taught at music schools, elementary schools. I've done the K-12 thing. I've taught, I taught at School of Rock for years, the one in West Los Angeles. Uh, I've created tons of programs, and I've been doing uh, private lessons since then. I used to drive to students, and they'd come to my studio. Now everything is online and strictly through Skype. And I would say now it's definitely the demographic is anywhere from 20 years old to, you know, I don't know, 70 or whatever. So I, but it's a personal choice that I typically don't teach anyone younger than maybe like 15 years old. I mean, if I see something there and I'm really into them and I think that they're, they have the potential and their, their focus is there, I, I would consider someone very, a lot younger but my demographic right now is certainly, I'd say, from like to be safe, eighteen years old, and you know, three hundred. Okay. <laughs> I think older, older guys. I, I remember teaching for for like a five or six year period. This was uh, before you were able to do Zoom or anything like that. You had to actually, you know, go to their house, you know, or whatever. They come to your place, but it seemed like the younger kids you could keep going longer, and, and they Definitely. had all. To where older people might try it for like a lesson or two, but then they just realize they give up way more, way quicker. First blister, they're out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, this is going to be hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, and that I'd say on top of that, too, what I noticed is like, and this is a big reason I don't teach younger kids as much anymore. I found that it was more babysitting. Like kids, right. par- yeah, parents possibly. would drop their kids off at School of Rock or like, that was that hour of time where the parents could go do errands or do whatever they wanted. No, 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 no. Have a drink. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I found that more than anything with the younger, Uh, younger kids. 15 was a good age. Like uh, the, the students I had that were around 15 had, at least they were grown into the guitar physically enough at that point. And their brain was developed enough to where you could actually show them some of this stuff because, you know, I've, I've, I've had, uh, you know, smaller, younger people that it's like kind of ridiculous to think that they're going to pull off anything of a classic rock variety at that beginning stage, you know, their right, fingers just right. aren't even you sure. know big enough yet, but 15 was, that was like a sweet spot probably for keeping a student. Some, some I had for probably three or three to five years. Right. And then they move on when it came time to go to college or whatever. It was cool though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brandon, for you, um, if somebody wanted to hire you, what is the, or is there, I guess, is, is there an entry level thought that they should already be at? Should they already know basic chords or, or could they have just come home from guitar center with their first ever guitar and then you would teach them. I mean, where where is the start point that you're comfortable with or that you try to have people with when you take on a student? 
Uh, I'd say, honestly, from ground zero, they don't even have to have a guitar. If somebody reached out, which I've had many times. and has You're said, giving air guitar lessons, Brandon? Yeah, that's where it starts. Exactly. We basically just close our eyes and picture ourselves playing. <laughs> <laughs> what about if they show up with the Guitar Hero guitar? Are you ready to teach them? <laughs> so I'll, I'll take, some no. adult in a diaper, some some grown man a diaper and a Guitar Hero guitar. I'm You're I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah, that's, that's not, not going to happen. The good okay. thing is, is I make sure in my policy, they send the money first. So if I see right. that, well, then you have the to, you have to see what he's got to show you. <laughs> uh, so, no, but they, they can be from any, any uh, situation. You know, I teach beginners, intermediate, advanced players. Um, sure. Most, most of my students seem to be in the intermediate realm, okay. but it could be really from any, any uh, stage. So for those, for those students that are at the intermediate level, do they, and, and I come to you with this question as a straight up novice, so you can both laugh at me if you want to, but do they come into it with something specific that they don't know how to do? Like they're not good at arpeggios or something, or do they just see that they, they could get better or feel like they could get better. So they hire you hoping you can tap into what's missing and show them what's missing. Yeah. I mean, typically people, yeah, they'll come in with probably like a rigid idea of what they want. They think, Oh, you know, I want, I see you doing those tapping things. And I know once I get that, I'll be great. And it's like, I'm, I'm kind of the reality check guy where I'm like, you know, there's a lot of elements to your game. We can focus on like your rhythm and your swing. We got to get the shuffle or, etc etc and well, lo and behold that'll translate to awesome lead guitar playing um but yeah i mean they'll come in with an idea like that usually like hey i see you doing this i want to do that i want to do that and then i kind of introduce them to other things that they can be better at and uh they you know hopefully they have the humility and they're open-minded to to kind of learning all of it Right on. Now, where where should we tell people to go if they want guitar lessons? Because it is all online. Well, they can reach out to Eric first and foremost. <laughs> and no. Eric will teach them. <laughs> oh, no, no, send them your way, please. I... Uh, through email, Instagram, anything, Facebook, uh, anywhere. You can just find me at Brandon Paul Official. I have you know YouTube stuff. I have Instagram, Facebook. Everything is. Um, the same all across all my channels. He's ever present on all the social mediums. That's right. Yeah. And I, I do have an online guitar school as well, where you can learn at your own pace. Um, and that's got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of ultra 4k shot videos where I'm breaking everything down into detail. A lot of right. basically what I teach in private lessons. And that's good for people that want to learn at their own pace. There's a ton of different mm. genres. There's rock, there's blues, there's country, there's pop. There's some, of course, some shred stuff and uh, and much more on there. That's at Brandon Paul Guitar Alliance. It's the next com. best thing to having Brandon Paul in your bedroom. That's right. Basically, <laughs> yes. Nice. Exactly. Excellent. Well, Brandon, man, it's it's definitely been great catching up with you, man. And um, I definitely encourage people to go over and check out um, – check out what you're doing and um, we are going to check out the video for justified here in a second to wrap the show up. Um, before we do that though, I'm going to make a quick show announcement for next week's show. Um, we are going to have it's eighties galore next week on the, on the show as we will have Kip winger from winger will be here. 
talking about their new song and their new album, Seven. And um, um, speaking of guitar players, Frank Hannon from Tesla will be here as well to talk about oh, um, nice. their tour. So lots of lots of good 80s featured music next week. And um, uh, Brandon, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this to wrap this one up? Why don't you tell us about this video for Justified and this song to, to wrap things up? Absolutely. And Frank, by the way, is, is one of my best friends, man. He's one of He's the nicest awesome. guys I've ever met in my life. He's Love great. Him. Um, yeah, so Justified was the first single that I put out uh, vocally. And okay. uh, so so bear with that. High and Dry is a lot better vocally. You sound great, dude. Your voice is great. <laughs> Thanks, it's like man. Sticks meets Alice in Chains or something. It's very Alice in Chainsy. That was unintentional. I think my voice just kind of sits somewhere in that pocket. I appreciate that. Um, so Justified, yeah, it's it's a song that I wrote about basically taking the fall for things you didn't do and um in the music video it shows everyone on a subway and it's got a lot of different people in there you have the working man in the business suit you have uh people that you know just all walks of life and there's a lot of judgment being passed along with again uh, kind of taking the brunt of something you didn't do uh, hence the chorus justified and, and whatnot so when you listen to it and watch it if you can think in those terms um but yeah that's that's one of the songs i put out i hope everyone likes it and thank you so much for playing it chris absolutely well let's check it out this is justified and um for everybody watching thanks for uh watching chris Aker presents as always and we will see you guys next monday see ya see ya justified inside your mind hey.